Hello, welcome to today's immigration tidbit. Okay, and there's a, another part of this question um, where basically they, they asked you to submit some evidence. The evidence was submitted, um, and basically it's been almost a year. So here's the situation. A lot of times, immigration, U.S. immigration, needs motivation in which to, you know, make their decision. They can't sit there forever. It is an administrative agency. They have duties per the law they have to do. And one of those duties is to adjudicate petitions within a reasonable time. And so, you know, the the fact that you've waited 11 months after the documents were submitted is a significant time. And at some point, it would become necessary to do what is called a writ of mandate. Okay, now a writ of mandate is where you sue immigration for the purpose of having them make a decision. That That's the reason, okay? It's not to win, it's not to lose, it's to get them to make a decision. And a lot of people, when it gets to this point, when I tell them about the writ of mandate, they go, well, will it make immigration mad? You know, if I do that? And, and that may or may not be the case, but that's irrelevant. If immigration knows that you have an attorney on your side that has filed a writ of mandate in federal court saying that they are not properly following the law by not giving a decision on your case and is just needlessly sitting way longer than it should, then the judge can order all kinds of stuff to force them to do it. And the reality is that after you sent those documents, the reality is that it would take them probably five minutes to look at it to make a decision. Not 11 months, not six months. I mean, I understand, obviously, there's a backlog and, and so forth. But you have a right to have your the petition adjudicated within a reasonable time. And who knows, it might be another three years before it happens. And if you call, they'll say, well, we're going to get to it and it's it's in processing. Okay, they'll just give you some baloney answer that they tell everybody who calls when they want to know the status of their case. Now, it is not cheap to prepare and file a writ of mandate. So if you're going to do it, you have to be prepared to go all in and to go forward. That doesn't mean you can't request what are called EJA fees, uh, the judge to issue you back your attorney's fees. But the reality here is that it will cost a significant amount of money. Now, when my office does a writ of mandate, of course, we first send a demand letter, okay? And the demand letter hardly ever gets a response, Okay, but it's necessary. You have to show that you tried. So we send a demand letter. We say so-and-so has filed the petition. They responded to an RFE. They provided all the evidence. It's been nearly a year after all of the necessary evidence was provided and not one word from you guys. Nothing. No decision. Nothing. And if we don't hear from you in the next 10 days, we're going to file a writ of mandate. Now, on a legal point, and this would be for the attorneys watching, if you threaten to do a writ of mandate, you better follow through. You better follow through because if you don't, they're going to know every time you send a letter, you're just bluffing 
and they're going to take it and put it in the wastebasket. It won't get any attention at all. So, because I know that they're not going to respond to my letter, and because I know that they don't know if I'm serious, uh, I always have the writ of mandate prepared before I send the letter. That's that's what I do. Okay, it's all ready to rock and roll, to go forward, and so forth. So on the 10th day, when I haven't heard anything, the writ of mandate gets filed in court. Now, how does it resolve itself? Some of you might be asking, do I have to go through, you know, trial and years of testimony and all this other stuff to get a decision? And the answer is no. I mean, I've been doing this for 30 years. Or more now, actually. <laughs> it's more than 30 years. Uh, you can tell by my beard. Um, and 99% of the writ of mandates I have filed have settled before it ever gets in front of the judge. Before I even walk into a courtroom, it has settled. And the reason for that is that the U.S. attorney does not want to get in front of the judge like, for example, in this case, and go, Your Honor, uh, we understand that there was documents provided in response to the RFE and that it only takes moments to review it. But we need more time, and a year's not enough time. The, the U.S. attorney doesn't want to stand there and look like a fool in front of the judge. That's the 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 reality of what's happening here. And so it's it's typical usually what happens there's some variation but usually what happens is you know it's get filed and then they get a certain they being the government gets a certain amount of time upon which they have to answer legally the writ of mandate well usually on a day or two before the deadline for them to answer i'll get a call from the us attorney and the question's always the same It'll be, look, what do we have to do to settle this? And my answer is always the same. Go, well, we need a decision. If we have a decision, we can go forward. And then the U.S. attorney say, well, let me talk to my client, which is, of course, U.S. immigration, and see what we can do. And before the end of the day, uh, before the deadline for them to answer, I will either get an agreement from the U.S. attorney that they will send a decision within a week or I'll actually get a decision in the mail. And sometimes, without even talking to the U.S. attorney, before the answers due, I will get a decision in the mail. And then I'll get a request from the U.S. attorney to dismiss the case. That's how it works, okay? Uh, immigration needs leverage uh, in order to move them. That's why a simple letter won't do. That's why calling them over and over won't do. That's why asking for status won't do. Uh, you need leverage, and that's what the writ of mandate does. Okay, uh, and so it's very effective. Um, it takes a lot of work to get it out the door, but it accomplishes what it needs. Now, one thing you have to be cognizant of is do not ever file a writ of mandate unless you have a really strong case, because it's not guaranteed they're going to say yes and approve it. They might very well deny it. And then they've made a decision. So if you have a weak case, you do not file a writ of mandate. But, you know, in this particular case here, if, you know, it's a U.S. citizen uh, son petitioning his father, uh, and it's an I-130. Um, you know, if it's straight down the line, then, 
you know, it, it can go forward. Uh, sometimes, it's as silly as this, sometimes because the name doesn't sound right, immigration's going to do a check. And that's what takes them the time, which of course is wrong, but that's what they do. Uh, and so, hopefully, uh, you know, if you don't get a decision very shortly, you'll decide to go forward with the writ of mandate. Okay. Short Cast Club.